Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of the Powerless Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Krantz, or as some people on the internet know me, Brandon Durden. Um, I, uh, in this episode, talked to somebody that super fantastic to talk to because I kind of found this band by happy coincidence just through social media, which isn't something that I, um, I typically do. I'm not really that engaged through finding bands through Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or whatever. Uh, but this one I found through a random reel on Instagram. Um, band is the narrator from Germany. It's a metalcore hardcore band from, from Germany. I get to talk to Rob Hoppe, who is the bass player and singer, clean vocalist of the band. Uh, it was super great to talk to him. We talked to everything from the origins of the band to his own origins in music, um, to the trajectory of the band since the narrator got together, uh, a little bit of their songwriting process, um, where their lyrical content can come from, as well as something really cool that the band does involving the non-for-profit organization Sea Watch that does some great work helping out migrants that are stranded at sea um, and kind of filling in the gaps where the government has failed a lot of people in desperate need. So we get into uh, a whole slew of things involving those things, both on music and then towards the end on uh, the kind of social things that social um, issues or or really just humanitarian crises that uh, – that the band feels strongly about um, and really their connection with the organization Sea Watch. So Sea Watch will be linked to uh, in the notes of this um, and of this recording, whether it's on your podcast platform you listen to or the few of you that listen on YouTube and watch there. Um, so uh, again, really great talking to Rob. Um, this band is super fantastic. Uh, anyone that knows me knows I'm really into the kind of modern metal, metalcore, progressive metal whatever subgenre you want to throw out there or just kind of have you with a lot of catchiness to it in a chorus or in the melodies of the, the leads and things of that nature, this band knocks it out of the park. So make sure even if you don't listen to the whole thing, you don't like me rambling, whatever else that you at least check out the band, check out their last couple of singles because they, they blew me out of the water when I first heard them. And I can't wait to see where this band goes next. Um, before we get into the episode, just remember you can always find me on socials, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, although I don't really use Facebook much, um, and TikTok. I'm going to try to remember to post some of the videos and clips on there more often. I never use the app because I feel like a boomer with it, but you can find me on all those socials. You can also um, reach me at thepowerlesspod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you have criticisms, you think I suck on some of these episodes, you want to be on the show, whether you're a producer or musician. Um, we've had people like Garrett Russell from Silent Planet. We've had Joey Sergis, who, as a lot of people know that listen to music in this vein, is a pretty acclaimed producer. Uh, talk to people on the social political spectrum when it comes to um, political commentary or activism, whether that was a political commentator like Matt Goodpolitik guy or uh, Shavir Rizvi, who's an activist. Um, there's there's something here for you, whether you're into music or politics or both, kind of in this situation where we talk a little bit about both towards the end. Um, but I, again, just make sure to reach out to me at all those handles. And if you've listened to the last couple episodes, you know where I'm going to end this off before we get into the episode with Rob. I'm going to plug the band Wholeheart, which is a metal band out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Makes a lot of sense to plug for this episode because I think if you like the narrator, uh, you will definitely like Wholeheart. Good mix of heavy, um, kind of modern metal, metalcore influences like Counterparts or um, I think of bands a little bit like uh, Old Texas and not old, the latest Texas in July album a couple of years back, uh, Bloodwork, um, a host of other metal bands. I mean, I even hear a little bit of 
influence from more progressive metal in their in their music with some of the sounds and some of the breakdowns and change-ups they do in the dynamics of the music but just make sure to check out wholehearted check out their last ep dreams that die with you that came out in 2022 um, my number one ep from last year i just continue to plug this band because i think can get a few more eyes on them it's it's definitely worth it to do because they're absolutely fantastic and absolutely underrated um so make sure to listen to uh wholehearted again metal band out of grand rapids michigan i will play a song uh, a clip of a song from dreams that die with you right after this before we get into the episode with rob so check it out here thanks So I'm here today talking with Rob. Um, is your last name Hope? Is that is that just or how do you pronounce your last name? I forgot to ask you that. Yeah, it's uh, in in German. It's Hoppe. Oh, okay. So that's why I ask. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah but, but but Hope is uh, is absolutely fine. Yeah, it's it's quite, uh, the Dutch uh, the Dutch term for hop for uh, for the beer ingredients. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. Well, well, I appreciate the clarification. Um, I'm here with Rob from the band uh, The Narrator out of Germany. Um, uh, hardcore, metalcore, whatever kind of heavy um, genre you want to throw out there. Um, I found out about you guys. I don't usually find out about bands through social media, honestly, that much. I don't look at it probably as much as a lot of people do when it comes to reels or TikTok videos or whatever. But I randomly saw some reaction video of the newest song, um, frontier that you guys put out of this guy just like showing the end breakdown of the song and i was like holy shit this is so heavy i gotta check this out and um i was blown away because uh i and i've seen this online i was actually just reading some of the comments and stuff on some of your videos and things like that that literally everybody that watches your videos or hears about your music um had a similar thought that I did that I was like how the hell is this band not one of the biggest like heavier bands right now just because like the breakdowns are ridiculously good. You know, you're 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 the um, bassist and singer. Sorry, I didn't say that earlier. You're you know the choruses and everything else are great. Gets heavy, gets very melodic. There's a whole spectrum of sounds. Um, very eclectic in the releases. Um, but I was just so surprised that I had not heard of you guys before, just because it was such high quality of of material. I guess. Um, uh, so I guess to, to start off with the newest song frontier um what's the kind of reception been like for that and um is that where you guys have kind of seen the growth for your for your kind of reach um the most most recently yeah it's it's uh lucid uh the song we released before frontier and uh frontier that is these are the songs that are just going up and up it's uh, the rising numbers we have uh, on both songs more than 200,000 streams on Spotify mm -hmm. and uh, it's the first two songs that are going up like that it's uh, it's pretty amazing we never expected that but it's uh, it's happening and uh, we are very glad that it happened so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is, uh, It yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the, the difference between those two songs and the other releases, I mean, the other releases still have a decent, you know, a decent amount of listens on them, but those are far and away just, just going up and up and up. Um, so, yeah, that's got to be a cool thing to see because I know you guys have been a band since 2017, um, put out a couple of EPs, put out pretty consistent, you know, singles and materials. It's got to be nice to kind of finally 
feel a little bit of uh, a little growth in that department, right? Absolutely, yeah. The acknowledgement is uh, is nice to have, and uh, yeah, we've been set back a little through all that pandemic situations. We had our first uh, tour starting in early 2020, and we played two shows, and then everything got cancelled here in Germany. And yeah. Uh, there was a moment we had to wait one and a half years to uh, to go back on stage and uh, to put out some music again, and uh, that was a tough tough time for us. But uh, now we're happy. We have uh, two tours in the last uh, one and a half years through Germany, and uh, yeah, that was the point where it all started again, and that was just yeah, absolutely I stunning. I saw recently, I don't know if this was, it looked like maybe it was just maybe a one-off show or maybe it was a tour. I saw that you uh, opened uh, and supported for holding absence recently. That's, that's awesome. That's such a cool uh, opportunity. Was that just kind of a one-off show you did or was that, was that a tour that you did with them? Uh, that was just a single show we had with them. We, uh, we've, we've come back from the tour with half me, I think a week before that mm -hmm. show. And uh, that was just perfect match so we had uh, another great show to uh, to sum it all up and to have a nice one in in the back of uh, the whole tour so yeah yeah very absolutely happy place, that's yeah. yeah no kidding it's great to again great to see that um you know you're not just doing well so to speak with streaming numbers that it seems like it's really going well for you guys for the live show front too that's that's awesome have you um have you or are you planning on doing any um, any tours this year or next year if the 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 cards you know um, you get the right cards on the table um, uh, to do tours outside of Germany? Have you done any shows outside of your your country yet? And is there any kind of um, plans or goals for that uh, in the near future? Uh, yeah, we've been in in Belgium for the Half Me Support Tour. We've been in Belgium. That was our first show abroad we've been to germany i think all over the country and uh, it's not that big it's not as big as the us but uh, <laughs> right <laughs> that was the first tour we we've played in uh, in another country and uh, with moments they're from belgium and uh, we were supporting them in it's like almost their hometown i guess and uh, mm -hmm. that was pretty cool and uh, it's it's not that we have uh, something planned already with the touring but uh, there might be coming something. We uh, have our eyes out for everything that may be come to, uh, to us to play another tour or another shows. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, every, every festival and every tour has to, to get back to where they've been before the pandemic. So almost right. everything is, is, is fully booked. So it's, right. it's kind of hard to get any slots uh, this year. But uh, you never know. <laughs> Fall is coming. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I guess I I, I think about that sometimes too. It, it's it's uh, it's great to see a, a band like yours um, kind of, you know, get it, getting some getting some steam building uh, with the most recent releases and, and shows and things. But it's also got to be just so tough kind of being on that cusp of really trying to get yourself out there with this kind of, you know, broadening of a base or a fan base or anything when every other band that's probably been a little more established or was doing more shows before you guys were with that tour you were doing right before um, lockdowns and things like that to try to get anything that maybe you could have beforehand, just because I know like every band, it's still kind of backlogged, right? From what 
um, a lot of bands were trying to do tour-wise. So hopefully that that opens up for you guys. I think a lot of people would love to uh, see your band throughout throughout you know Europe at the very least, and I, I really hope we can get you to the states at some point here. Um, but uh, to go back a little bit for you guys, or even for yourself, because I know you're you're um, one of the vocalists in the band, you play bass in the band, um, and it looks like you've been in the band since the very start. Um, so when did going as far back as we can with you, when did you first start getting into heavy music as a kid? What bands, what, what kind of got you started and, and, um, and getting into this kind of music and then we'll kind of get to where it got to, um, you playing music and, and being in a band, but to start off, uh, what, what bands got you into heavy music? When did you get into it? And just kind of speak to that. Well, the first heavy band I ever listened to was, uh, SLA dying. That was just, uh, the kickstart for me. They were so, I've never heard something like that before. I mean, I've heard some punk music, some, some emo or whatever you call it. And, uh, as dying was the first band that just blew me away in, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I was like, how old was I 13, 12 or something like that. I was in school and a friend of mine showed me, uh, their songs and, uh, it was just amazing. They were on repeat. Do you, do you remember which uh, which record you you first heard from them? Um, oh, I'm so bad with names. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, the one the the record before the one where the Darkest Nights was on. Uh, um, let me think here. Was that was that Shadows Are Security? Is that the one? I don't have the tracks pulled up. No, but, I think it. Um, because it was it before it was before an ocean is between us right so like yeah, one of the yeah, earlier yeah. ones yeah okay so maybe shape but yeah they have sh uh shadows are security frail words collapse i don't remember frail which words one it was collapse. either what, yeah. was that what it was okay yeah yeah that great it, great yeah. great record yeah absolutely i was in, so into it i'm i'm not a drummer but i've uh, i've listened to it so many times that uh that i could match the patterns with my hand on my on my legs and i i never drummed and uh, i i'm not that uh that good as a drummer, but but these patterns were just like stuck in my head and mm -hmm. always there. And it was like it was so intense. And it's like I've I've already drummed it. Uh, I've never drummed before, and they were just sticking in my head and drumming on my on my uh -huh. legs. So that was absolutely that was uh, that is my my best memory in uh, getting into heavy music, and it still keeps ringing in my head. <laughs> yeah. So so first record from as i you know frail words collapse iconic record i think a lot of people that got into you know metalcore or metal um at that time would reference that probably like kill switch engage and like just a handful of other bands i was similar like as or an ocean between us was the first one i heard from them i got into them a little late but i got into metal a little late and it was i got that record and as daylight dies from kill switch engage yeah. and and it just both of those records blew me away with like the heaviness and yet like the you know they had choruses as catchy as as some pop music, you know what I mean? Just like stuck in your head, the patterns, like you said, with the drums, just like everything about it can really just pull you into heavy music. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, going from that. So how old were you when you, when you kind of got into that kind of music? I think it's about 12, 13, 14, something. Yeah. Around yeah. Like right. That, you said yeah. that. I, I apologize. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, so you get into it around that time. Um, what kind of got you to first, was there a different band or, or different music or, or somebody that kind of got you into playing? Were you 
were you uh like in band in school or whatever else like what got you first writing your own music or being in in a band when did that start for you yeah i think that started almost two years before discovering as dying um i was i was kind of a scene kid in school i was in a, yeah. in, a in a punk uh punk scene some some guys in my in my school were in a punk punk band and uh yeah that was i was always at rehearsals and always at shows and there were some local parties where everybody was and uh it's all, all punk related and uh yeah. that was one day they said they need a bassist and i i've never played an instrument before so i decided yeah all right i do it <laughs> and right. that was it and that was kind of uh where it started for me to get into music to making music myself and be be part of a part of a musician group and, and a band and uh yeah punk is not that hard on a bass and uh <laughs> It, it worked out for for a couple of months and then the band split up and I was just okay now I started it now I keep going and uh yeah that's uh I have reached the point where I am and uh I've always uh liked the sound of the bass I was listening to to the bass uh on the songs before and I was like I like that raw that raw clingy bass where you uh you hear it more than you you feel it it's it's hard to describe but i like my, my bass sound very very rough and strong and very mm -hmm. cracky yeah yeah absolutely well, that's cool yeah getting into it uh with punk music as la dying gets you into uh into metal start kind of playing bands around that time um did you because you're the singer you're the a lot of people will say like clean singing or just you know singer in the in the band now with with the narrator um when did you start singing? Was that something you did when you were young as well? Is that something that you had to kind of just pick up because a band needed a singer? Um, what, where did that come from? Um, I've had I've had several bands before. I mean, several is, is too much. I think I had three bands before the narrator, and uh, I was being the frontman. I was just shouting and singing both at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but in uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in the same song, right? I got gotcha, you. I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it developed. It was just uh, I've never been so bad at singing like like the one or the other, and uh, it's just developed uh, over the years, and uh, I'm getting better and better. And uh, I've just when i'm happy i'm singing at home i sing to my dog and uh, sing to my girlfriend wherever and uh yeah it's, it's i like it i like it so much i can describe I, if i had to i would leave the bass behind and sing only but yeah so, so kind of yourself as more of a vocalist than a bass player um when it comes to what you're more passionate about yeah absolutely yeah if, yeah. I, if I had to choose i, I would choose uh, the vocals but uh, as long as I can, I do the both. Yeah. So I like it. It's just like, uh, I'm, and I, I'm singing quite high. So it's it's the opposite mm -hmm. of the bass. And uh, that's just something that I don't know how to describe. It's it's so different from each other, from from the, the notes, uh, the highness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like the mix and uh, it feels good. So I just keep doing. Yeah, it. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'm just I'm just curious because I, I I saw it a couple of times in some of the music videos and some live videos I watched of you guys. What uh, what 
what kind of basses do you typically play? Like, what's your go-to bass that you use live or with the recordings? Um, I'm playing Ibanez. Right? Okay. It's, uh, I have two Ibanez active bass, active pickups, and uh, I like the sound. I like the, the rawness, and mm. uh, it's the active setup that, that pushes it a little bit further in the sound. But... Uh, I'm quite open to to experimenting and and uh, playing another bass. I've recently I've discovered the FGN guitars. It's uh-huh. uh, the Japanese uh, guitar manufacturer. Yeah, and uh, I really fell in love with one of these. So I might uh, I might get one of Hell these. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's 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 a slippery slope with any musician, right? We just end up wanting to. We end up just having an entire wall yeah. of of bass or guitars or whatever else, right? So I totally get it. Um, very cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ivanes basses as well, especially for heavier music. So that's a that's a good go to. Um, so you know, you talked about getting into heavy music, singing in in a couple of bands before the narrator. Um. Narrator starts first of all, kind of kind of walk me through how the band formed, um, and uh, and um, kind of what got you guys together as a band. Yeah, that's uh, we've come or we we are living in a town that's called Essen. It's in uh, Western Germany. Uh, it's a quite big town. I think it's almost a million uh, people living there, and uh, there's there was an, a very active scene. There's, I think, 10 years ago, I think, roundabout. And uh, everybody of us uh, played in a different band. Uh, we started with uh, with other bands and uh, we played some shows together and, and got to know each other because we were playing more often or more regularly with, other, with each other. And uh, so we got to know each other. We started liking each other, becoming friends. And uh, when the other bands broke up or or just moved on or something else we found each other we had the the time in 2017 where we everybody wasn't in a band at that moment and that was the moment where we just uh, met up and like oh come on let's jam together let's have some some fun let's do some music uh started with just covering something and uh, getting into a rehearsal room and uh, play music together and it, it formed quite fast. We were just having two or three rehearsal days where we just enjoyed each other. And then we just come together with the idea, let's do something. Let's do something that, that matters. And then uh, that's it. That's uh, how we just started. We have been four guys at first, but before we released our, our first single, we uh, had another guitarist uh joining us and that was uh the start of the band and it's been the same five of you since then right there hasn't been any member changes since since that time correct it has been since uh end of last year then we oh, okay. uh yeah we had to uh we had to part ways with our guitarist with jan he uh he hadn't or he he was too busy with work he focused on work because he's uh he's getting uh, a bigger role in his uh, in his company and that was just he wasn't able to tour with us and uh, right that was uh, that was a hard moment for us because we have been five guys and uh, we were bestest friends and uh, yeah that moment we had to mm-hmm. 
yeah to call it quit with one of our best friends and that was that was very sad but uh we keep going it works out as as four of us uh mm -hmm. if we don't have to we don't want another one to to make music with us because it's it's all about it's all about trust it's all about emotions and feelings and and being vulnerable with all the other guys around and uh we already we we always wanted somebody who who is just a big part of our lives and not just a, a musician who is joining us so uh if we find somebody who fits in there perfectly we would do it but we don't have to so. right and that's yeah that's that's such a good point um you know on the inside of a band it's it's so much more than just you know making music because like like you said if you're going on tours you're spending more time with these people than you would be your own family for days weeks on end and and you know you're in rehearsal spaces you're writing music together like it's a very creative kind of like you said vulnerable um relationship and a lot you know i've heard i've heard other band bandmates and, and other bands literally talk about being with band members as it's like a, a type of marriage right and like in that regard of how much time you spend together how much you know you really have to bounce things off of each other so it's almost more important to get along than somebody being like the the biggest virtuoso when it comes to to music right because you can you can always write music well together if you work well together but if if it doesn't work it doesn't work right absolutely yeah that's that's the biggest part it's uh we're spending so much time in a tour bus or in a hotel room or wherever we're staying and uh, if you don't trust each other or if you feel uncomfortable with somebody it's 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 not right it's right it's, it's not that it's our our full time job. We don't have. We have. Uh, everybody has a main job. It's not that we are earning money from that. And mm -hmm. uh, if you don't feel comfortable with what you're doing uh, in your free time, then then that's not it. Right. Then it just becomes another job, and that's yeah. the last thing anybody wants. Right. <laughs> um, uh, very. So yeah, you talked about the the band getting together now. Um, You've been you've had the same members minus one, but you haven't added anybody new since the since the kind of conception of the band. Um, I know that your first uh, your first single you put out in 2017. I just had it pulled up here. Sorry, was um, uh, was fair right that you guys put out first before you put out the EP. Forget all I regret. Um, there uh for i guess this this kind of goes into this for the start of this what's this kind of songwriting process for for your band everybody i talk to ha has a different you know people write collectively there's one person that typically writes the song and then other people kind of put their take on it um but what's the writing process for you guys when you're when you're making your music it, it depends from time to time it depends a little bit but most of it is uh is tom's ideas on the guitars he uh he writes uh he writes riffs or, or choruses or whatever comes to his mind and uh he's preparing everything he's preparing the guitar he's preparing the bass he's preparing the drums uh and uh we just get a get a get a riff or get an, an idea of a chorus or whatever and we can we can listen to it think about it and uh, if the idea is right, we work it out together most of the time. We just uh, the the instrumentalists. Uh, Tom is the main instrumentalist, and he is uh, writing most of the riffs. 
and uh, we just come to it when it's uh, when it's there and we work on it and we uh, make some adjustments or whatever but most of the time we just do vocal addition so we yeah. uh, it's it's we we work on a almost finished product that Tom blasts out of his head so. Right, right. That's you know, that's honestly how I, I feel like a lot of a lot of bands work, especially now that somebody can demo in their home so easily. Yeah. That I mean, it's just very. If somebody's efficient at songwriting, you you let them do their part, and it, it's, it becomes a well-oiled machine, right? So that makes a lot of sense. Um, when you're doing the vocals, uh, since there's both you and 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 the the lead vocalist in the band, um, do you guys write those together? Does he? does he write most of it and then, you know, kind of give the, the melody aspect to you or how, do, how does that typically work out for you guys? Well, that's sometimes it's, um, it's a process that we have while recording a pre-pro, but, mm -hmm. uh, it's very often that, uh, Fabi has, has a lyric and, uh, uses it, uh, and he's, he's, doing some 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 changes to it or doing his uh, he's doing his thing and uh, we work it out together when we're doing the pre-pro sessions that is uh, most of the time what we are doing in the in the rehearsal room meeting up and uh, discussing what we already have and uh, try to make something better or sometimes we don't have to do something we just hit hit the record button and uh, come out with a finished project it's uh, yeah Sometimes it just fits perfectly together and mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we have to work on it. Sometimes we have to wait another few weeks to, uh, to make something better because we are not happy in the first place. So, uh, <laughs> right. that happens from time to time, but, uh, it's, it's, it's so efficiently what we are doing right now. If we come together, there's, uh, there's a lot of progress already happened in, in the background and, uh, we come together and finish it up. So... Yeah, well, whatever you guys are doing is definitely working because the songs, the songs rip. They're awesome. Thank um, you. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, I would say you know I've I've probably been listening to at least the last two releases you guys have had more than any other band I've found this past year, just because like it's got it's got it all. You know, it's got the riffs, it's got the 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 catchy choruses that you that you belt out in the in the um, in the songs, and then you've got you know your uh, what was what was your lead vocalist name again? Um, Fabi. Yeah, Fabi. So, and his his screams in it are just so brutal. You know, like it's it's pretty incredible. Um, but so yeah, you 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 put out the first EP, kind of talking about we just talked a little bit about the songwriting process you guys do um, to kind of put out some of these releases with for forget all I regret. Had a few more singles after that um, before your second EP, Dark Rails, in twenty nineteen. Um, you you put that out in 2019 and then you said started doing a tour in 2020 and that's when lockdown happened right which i'm sure was a was a big buzzkill for everybody involved with you guys yeah. with with putting out some of these releases and not being able to tour on them for quite a while um during that time was that just a time that you guys maybe remotely maybe together when you could um just continue to write a lot of music? Did you just kind of have to take a break with, with the, the chaos of everything going on? Or, or um, what were those years like for you guys when you couldn't do, uh, do live shows? Yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of both. Um, 
we were just in shock the the first half of uh, 2020 we were mm -hmm. just uh sitting there and uh, a little bit shocked that the tour was canceled and uh nobody in i think germany was uh, a little bit stricter and uh very hard with the lockdown um and it was we had to deal with ourselves in that time and nobody knew how it would go on if uh, if you can go on within the next year or if it's uh, stretching it for two three four five years or whatever what is coming and uh, everybody was uh, dealing with its own problems uh, of course we talked to each other and we had some meetings and talked about stuff but uh, we had to deal with a lot of stuff in that uh, in that time and uh, When the first shock was over, we just sat down and uh, wrote some music. Uh, Lucid and Frontier were were written in that uh, in that time, and uh, we found a way to record both songs. Uh, I think it was uh, it was the end or beginning of twenty one, and uh, uh, we had a lot of time to to before we can release them because uh in our size it's not that easy to release something without shows going on so if right. you if you release a new song and you don't play any shows or whatever it's just it just it's, it smokes up in the in it goes up in smoke if you don't right. play, play any shows with the size of our band uh i mean you can you can just burn the money and uh do whatever right. you want to so we had mm -hmm. to wait we had to wait a long time before releasing uh lucid and frontier and uh yeah it turns out was a good time to release these songs because it's uh it it went very well for us yeah i was gonna say it, it definitely has so i guess you know good things come for for those who wait and it just helps that the songs are the songs are great you know um But, uh, so, so, you know, you said you put these out in early, or I mean, you recorded these and you said early 2021, right? So you kind of waited two years to essentially release these two songs, at least frontier. I know lucid was a little before that. Um, can people expect, uh, more songs to come soon since you've had a long time span, um, since these songs were recorded, are there other songs coming out? Is there a release you could talk about? Is there anything um, that people can kind of expect in the future from the narrator? Uh, well, we are currently, we are working very hard. We are, we are writing, we are recording and uh, we are not completely sure where it's going right now because uh, it's, it's always, a, I think it's, it sounds weird, but it's, uh, it sounds familiar for most of most of the people. It, is it depends all on money because mm -hmm. uh we have uh with our recent releases we have a very good uh quality in in the recordings and uh we do it with embark audio it's uh it's a good friend of us and he's doing an absolutely fantastic job and uh so this is we don't want to we want to keep up the quality we don't want to go any lower because of the money or anything so it's uh it's a process that uh it's 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 time consuming because uh right. we have to wait uh, some time to record and uh, we have to wait another time to record something else and uh we are working on something but uh, it's uh it's not that we are 
sure to tell what it's going to be. Right. If it's going of to course. be singles or EP or maybe an album if we get lucky. But uh, it's uh, it's it's a process where we're in right now, and uh, we have a lot of output. And uh, let's see where it heads us to. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, that was the other thing I was going to talk to you about because I, I would see where this would also add a lot more time, but I'm sure it's working out with you, especially with socials and YouTube and different things like that. You've had two pretty, I would say, pretty um, pretty intricate as far as like the quality and everything else when it comes to the music videos you guys did both for Lucid and Frontier. I thought the Lucid one was was cool, just of you and uh and your vocalist kind of just in the car singing. It almost looked like you know like a popper hip hop video in those instances was cool. And um and the video is just like the aesthetic of them. It looks very very well done, very high quality. Is that something one you felt is has been worth worth the time? And two, do you think that you can kind of accredit um growth to kind of taking the time and doing those things on social media um and youtube and things of that nature yeah it's uh absolutely because uh social media is such an important part of anything if you don't have a good social media side of, if you don't use it smart you you're not going anywhere because right. there are so many bands uh out there and so many great bands out there it's uh if you don't use social media as good as you can, you just fall over. You just fall behind, and you just uh, can't can't keep up with anything. If you, you you have to use it, you have to use it wisely. You have to invest something. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, it's just uh, it, it's it's too much that uh, everybody sees on their on their Instagram in their bubble, and uh, you have to to stick out a little bit and. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely worth it. If uh, music videos, uh, they have been more important uh, in the last, I think, 10 years, maybe, where music uh, television was very big and anything that was uh, music videos were so important. Um, it, it has been a little bit less lately, I think. Music videos, it's it's temporarily for the release. It's it's an important thing. But after the release, it's it's going a little bit uh, downwards. But uh, yeah, we like music videos and we like to, to film music videos. And uh, we have the biggest advantage we have is uh, that our drummer is doing the videos. So... We we keep it simple. We keep it uh, on a budget, and uh, the outcome is is absolutely high quality. Yeah, I was gonna say you would not you would not think that that's an, those are in house like done music videos. They look, and I, I say I say they look professional, but they are professional. Just because <laughs> your drummer doesn't doesn't mean they're not professional. They're very professionally made. So that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm glad you've seen social media work well for you guys i think especially with frontier i feel like i i saw that just kind of all over the place like i said i don't think i see too many german you know hardcore metalcore bands show up on my feed randomly and and luckily you guys were so it, it worked out really well um do you do you enjoy that aspect of trying to grow the band or do you kind of feel it's a necessary evil <laughs> Um, I think 
both of it. It's uh, we enjoy the release, the 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 short time after the release. Uh, the I think it's three to five, six weeks or whatever, where you are constantly on your phone and just watching the Spotify for Artists app, and you you see in real time how many people are listening right now, and you see the number, and you're like, oh yes, yes, yeah. Uh, two hours later, you go on it again and think, "Wow, it's it's more." <laughs> it's, yep, it's uh, it's it's getting kind of addictive because you you're always watching uh, the numbers, and uh, if the numbers fall for for a, for a percentage or whatever, you you just look at it. Oh fuck! What we, what did we do wrong or something? And it's right. uh, it's it's getting addictive. If you if you see the numbers, and if you have a day where you have, I think. 10 10k streams was or max on a day on frontier and you see the number and you're like oh wow now we're going places that's right uh, that's absolutely addictive but uh it's it's hard to have uh to have these uh these this output where you can post something every day because mm -hmm. uh it's hard to to plan that it's very hard to to have a constant output every day and uh you have to keep the numbers up it's it's very hard for for a band of four or five people because uh somebody has to have an eye on it somebody has to deal with it but uh we are uh, a self-managed band and we have to to overlook so many things and uh, social media is i think the most important part of it but uh, you can't have it uh, you can't have it on on your mind every day and every time if you are uh, an artist that is uh, solo without any band or it's 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 a pop artist or whatever you can do you can just do a selfie video in your bathroom and uh, post it in your story and everybody loves it so that's that's the easier part but uh, yeah it's it's kind of hard to keep it up and uh, we want to be as as the most of uh, we we want to have more social media output but it's so hard to manage so yeah i mean it's it's tough too when like you said everyone in your band has a has a job right then you also have the actual band aspect of being in a band you know writing music <laughs> uh practicing doing shows you know trying to reach out to other bands or people that book um, for touring, all those kinds of things, especially when you're self-managed. Then on top of that, you have to sort of be like a social media content creator all at the same time. You know what I mean? So I could totally see where it could just be kind of, I don't know, even if somebody enjoys it, it can just kind of become a burnout, you know, like it could really, like you said, if you, if you somebody has to think about it every day, it can just kind of be a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so much you have to think about it and it's uh it's so much that you have to keep in mind and uh i mean it's not it's not just instagram it's it's instagram it's facebook it's it's tiktok or and it's everything that you have to keep in mind and not everything works as good as it uh works on instagram when you have a tiktok account or a facebook account whatever you have to think for the different platforms and you have to come up with something something new and so you do it three times to to have a good uh, to have a good recognition percentage or whatever so right uh, that's that's very hard if some i think some bands do have a social media manager who's doing that for them mm -hmm. 
uh, even in our size, but uh, yeah, we try to keep it simple. It's just yeah. uh, we we just want to play live, and uh, we just want to to go out there, getting on stage, and uh, getting rid of all the stress and uh, everything bad that we have. So we just want to to burn the house down, and uh, yeah, if we yeah. had to to keep an eye on uh, all these social media channels, we uh, yeah, that that could be too much. We're trying mm -hmm. our best. <laughs> right, and, right. Uh, and, and you still got to make sure to make it, like I said earlier, you still got to make sure to make it enjoyable and fun for yourself and not just turn it into another another grind that burns you out and you don't get, you know, you don't feel, you know, creatively fulfilled from or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, going from that, obviously, you know, uh, talked a little bit about what we could maybe expect or not expect this upcoming year. One thing I did want to get into because I talk about different things like some some world issues and and so social aspects of things as well. I noticed just from your both from the the sort of live album you have on Spotify. I know there's a live stream you did, um, and it also says in your in your description. I'll just read it real quick for people, and we can kind of talk about this for a second. Um, it says, the narrator tried to contribute to equal opportunities for all people. This is one of the reasons why they organized a solo show for Sea Watch in 2020. Um, and with the support of the audience, the band collected over 1,400 euros to help Sea Watch save lives in the Mediterranean. So I um, I looked up See, I had heard a bit about this, but um, you know, Sea Watch uh, essentially is something that works in the Mediterranean to help out people stranded that are um looking for asylum basically and and being able to to uh immigrate to to in your instance germany or some of the other surrounding countries right so um uh what was the what was the thought behind that i think it's really cool that you guys did that but what was the thought behind doing that at that time um why was that the organization that you guys went with and why was that important for you guys um sea watch is an organization we uh we do a lot for we have on our shows we have uh, we have a banner from them with us uh, that is set up at the merch table we have a box a collective box uh, for sea watch with us and uh, yeah it's 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 one of the the most the one of the biggest uh, catastrophes in uh, in the human uh, in, in the human race or whatever you want to call it because it's uh, it's the result of uh, of an ongoing war for i think it's about 60 years where people are uh, suppressed by their governments or even killed or raped or whatever and uh, they are so so frustrated and so that they just sit in a in a small very small boat and try to cross a huge rc and uh, it's it's very important for us to have these people rescued because they have no choice they have no uh, no other opportunity no other way to get out of their situation uh without risking their lives they end up being dead in their country or they end up being dead in the mediterranean sea and all we can do as a people is help the guys who wants to save them because the politicians won't do it because they don't want to to help them because they have they are afraid of whatever they 
are going to do in their countries so it's it's an irrational fear that they're not uh, that they're not trying to to overcome they just want to let the people die and we want to to be a part of it we want to help and we want to raise awareness with the with the the with what we have we can uh, we can reach a lot of people with our music we can reach a lot of people with our social media accounts and uh, we want to use that to help people who can't help themselves so uh, that was the time where everybody had to deal with their own problems uh, where the pandemic hits and everybody was locked down and everybody was uh, sitting at home and discussing what can we do we want to do something we want to play music but we want to do something that's helping anybody so we uh decided to go for this one we had some some guests on it who uh from from other bands who helped us out and uh did feature parts and guest parts and uh helped us out with it and uh yeah that was uh the idea behind that because we couldn't play any shows we just uh could lock ourselves up in that uh in that venue and uh make this uh stream and uh, raise money to help other people and uh yeah we even had some some guys from the sea watch crew on that stream so uh they were very happy about that and they were there was a huge acknowledgement for for the money we we raised for that and uh yeah i think that that helped a lot of people yeah well i yeah that's a that's a great thing to do at a time where um you know, like you said, it's lockdown time. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, bad things going on in the world in general, and yet there's it's still good to remember that regardless of that or in addition to that, there's this whole other crisis that is kind of chronic. And so it's good to both be able to sort of do a live stream just for yourselves in a way of being able to sort of do a show when you can't do a show, but also make sure people can can still realize yeah. that that there's this you know crisis like you said it's a humanitarian crisis going on and that you could still provide help during during a pandemic to these people that still need asylum still need a place to go still need a place to feel safe and like you said if the politicians aren't going to do it at least there's an organization like this one that you guys can um help out with it's cool to hear that you uh you even bring a banner with you guys to uh to the shows and things like that that's great i think that's that's something that regardless of people's supposed political ideologies that are everyday people we can all agree you should help people in those situations right that's that should be a no-brainer but unfortunately it's not you know yeah it's it's just uh it was a time where everybody was just thinking of himself because uh the times were frightening nobody knew how to deal with the situation what is going to happen will everybody die or will we find a cure to this situation and uh that was just important for us to to raise awareness for something that's going on for years and still going on it's it's not making a pause in this pandemic so uh the media was not covering any of it it was all right. about that pandemic every day and every night you already you you only hear about that pandemic and everybody forgot about people who have lost their lives in the mediterranean sea and uh, that was a big point for us to to raise awareness again and uh, keep the people on track and not in the fear that was created by media yeah absolutely and 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 again you know 
a great thing to do during, I think, a really, really tough time for everybody to kind of keep in mind in that and also to raise some money for these people that I'm sure need um, need all the resources they can get to continue to help these people out that are just, you know, that can be stranded or in danger um, in the middle of, like you said, a massive sea. Um, so again, anybody that's, that hasn't checked this out, it'll be in the notes as well. Make sure to look at c-watch.org for, for what um, Rob's talking about here. You can also check out the, the live stream. The recording of the live stream is also on the narrator's YouTube channel. You can check that out. Um, make sure to check out the the two new singles along with the rest of the catalog of the band um, with Frontier Lucid. Go back and listen to their other EPs. It's all great music. Again, I, I couldn't talk high enough about it. I really, really enjoy it. Um, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you two things. One, because I don't, you know, I have a lot of listeners both from the States um, and also the UK and a few other European countries, but. Um, since I, I, like I said earlier, I personally haven't heard of a lot of, you know, other than some massive bag band like Rammstein or something like that. <laughs> and a lot of, uh, a lot of heavy, you know, hardcore metalcore German bands. Um, are there a few that you've played shows with in your, uh, in, in your country that you'd want to give a shout out to that you think people should, should listen to? Are there other ones kind of in your scene that, that you think, um, people that like your band would also like that they should check out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, uh, the biggest shout out, shout out is, uh, going to Elwood Stray. It's, uh, Elwood Stray is a band that are, that are best friends of us. We, uh, we know each other for 20 years plus. Because uh, these are very good friends from us, and uh, they are similar style and uh, great band. So they, you you have to check them out definitely. Elwood Stray is a is a good friend, befriended band of us, and uh, yeah, half me we've been on tour with the last time is uh, very great guys, absolutely lovable guys, so much fun, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's the closest uh, the closest circle of bands around us at the moment. So uh, these guys definitely worth to check out. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about Elwood Stray since you brought them up on your uh, on your Spotify. There's a song "No Cure" that is actually on your channel, but it's labeled as the artist Elwood Stray. What's what's uh what's the story behind that? Um, it's a feature. It's, uh, okay. it's, it's kind of simple. It's a feature with our singer with Fabi, mm -hmm. who is uh, doing a big part on that song. And, uh, yeah, we've been, uh, in the meter dates for, or with our, with our band name. Uh, <laughs> it's our top song because I would say yeah. is, uh, is making so much progress right now that just, wow, that is, uh, they have made us such a big leap the last year. And, uh, they're going on tour through whole Europe in the, in the next few months, I think. It's about in two months, I guess. And uh, they made such a big progress now. There's yeah. such, an, such an improvement going on. I feel very happy for them. Absolutely de deserved because it's, it's a great ass band. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll make sure to to um to check that band out myself. Everyone should check out Elwood Train. You said the other band, Half Me, that I know you were just on tour with. Um, definitely check those bands out as well. And then the last question I have for you, I've been asking people this to kind of end the the podcast time here. Um, and also I'll let you say if there's anything else you wanted to plug or anything at the end too. But um, 
been kind of doing a hypothetical question with people and you might find this enjoyable you might find this uh terrible but <laughs> say you're not in the narrator you know you could you could be the you could be the lead singer you could be the bass player you could be whatever but say you're not in the narrator and you could pick any other musicians that you love any bands people could be alive dead whatever from your favorite bands from whatever uh what would be your all-star lineup for a band you could be in Wow, that is. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that's a very tough one. Um, uh, that's uh, so hypothetical that I haven't thought about it yet. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's so hard. It's uh, it's not that only I, I only listen to heavy music. It's just uh, right. so I've been to I've, I've listening to to a lot of American rap like like Kendrick Lamar or something like that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I could dance. I would be a dancer with Kendrick Lamar, but I can't dance, so that is uh, <laughs> that is not in the making. Um, hey, you could uh, you could be um, you know he's he has a live band. You could uh, you could uh, be the bass player and be one of the singers that plays with him in his live band. There you go, right? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> but but I think it's if if I was a was a live uh, live bassist for for a hip hop artist or, or a soul or funk or whatever, I think I would go with the Roots. Yeah, the Roots such is a good such a killer band. It's so they are so freaking tight, and everybody's knowing exactly what they're doing. That would be, yeah, I think something like that. Or, or the Whalers, maybe the Whalers, Bob Marley and the Whalers would be good pick. But uh, there's so many good bands and uh, so many great choices to make. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't really tell. I can't, I can't <laughs> fix one. It's just. Uh, no, I get you. I get you. I know you're you're not the only person that's kind of given me an answer of like I just joined this band because I cannot I cannot do this. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but again, thanks a lot, Rob. I really appreciate this. Um, again, um, for anybody that has not listened to them, check out the narrator on all social media. It's at the narrator um, HC. Uh, you can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music. Make sure to check out the music videos on YouTube. Um, Rob, is there anything else that you uh, you want to plug for the people? You can plug your handles if you want people to follow you on your personal accounts or, or anything else you want to tell the people. Um, I want to to thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh -huh. That was a yeah. great time. And uh, I want to thank everybody for the ongoing support. The last few weeks and months have been amazing. It's... it's uh, it's so great to to get out there to play shows to see all these amazing faces to have a chat on the on the merch table or in in front of on front of the venues smoking a cigarette or something it's just such a great opportunity such a great uh, great memories we are making every time and uh thank you to everybody who's listening to our music who is uh, who is enjoying our shows who's coming to shows who is uh buying some merch to make all this happen to, uh, for us and uh yeah thank you very much everybody that's yeah uh absolutely and again i i, I hope to see i have a feeling within the next year year and a half we're gonna we're gonna look at look at your numbers here they're gonna be you know this 230,000 to 270,000 isn't gonna mean anything because it'll be way higher than that um i really do believe you guys are gonna be one of the next big you know, heavy bands in, in the scene in general. So, um, you know, I'll say that out here now and hopefully my, you know, I know my prediction will be right. You guys can, can thank me later for that prediction. <laughs> but, um, last thing before I let you go, uh, 
uh, I always play a song at the end of this. We could obviously play Frontier or Lucid, or if there's a different song you like from your catalog, you think people should check out, that's from earlier. Um, but what song would you want to play at the, the end of this? Yeah, I think Frontier is a very good choice. It's uh, okay. it's the most recent song, and it's, uh, I think, by far, so far, the best song we ever made. Yeah, I mean, I, I've listened through your whole catalog. It's all great, but this one's still my favorite, which was, you know, the first song I heard listening through it all. It's all awesome, but this one, there's just, it's got the punch and it's got the the hook. So it's 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 great. All right, so we'll play Frontier from the narrator um, on the Powerless Podcast at the end of this. Thanks again, Rob, for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Every night's the same 
Stuck in a prison and it feels like, it feels like a drug We're not getting on, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're out.